Welcome to the ghost gig. Are you sitting comfortably? Then let's begin. Hello. <laughs> Hello, Alice. Good day, everyone. Sorry, we were yabbering away and didn't realise it was recording. It was definitely recording. Okay. Well, I might leave that in. Yeah, why not? He's <laughs> talking total bollocks while it's recording. Um, yeah, because that's different to normal. Yeah. Hello, everybody. Hello. Welcome back to the ghost gig. Hope you all had a very scary Halloween. Should we do the spectacular thing? <sighs> yeah, yeah, we probably yeah. should, shouldn't we? Yeah. I hope you had a spooky. Oh, I forgot it. How could you fluff that? I, 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 I forgot. I was putting the pressure uh, and the pressure got to me. Shall we do it again? Yeah. Hope you've had a spooky. Well done. Gold star for you. Yay. Um, we had a really good Halloween. It was really fun. It was great to be actually be able to do stuff again. In costumes and silly. Yes. Loud. Um, fun. Check, check out our Instagram page and our new Facebook page and you will see uh, pictures of our costumes. Yes, that brand new social networking site that no one's heard of yet. It's new for the ghost gig. Yeah, I know, I know. You dickhead. Um, <laughs> yeah, so check us out um, if, if you want to look. No, I'm saying you have to. Coming but- next week, MySpace. <laughs> Listen. And face party. I set up a new Facebook page this week. Okay, so it's new for us. Thank you very much. Yes, I've had Facebook since I was 14. But obviously the podcast is new. All right, on Facebook. Um, And on there you can see pictures of us in our costumes. And there's even a little video of us doing a performance of Talking Heads. So good killer. So if you would like to listen to that, come on to Facebook or Instagram. I'd like to listen to that. Well, you can. Great. Facebook or Instagram. Perfect. Lovely. Actually, I haven't heard it through yet. I probably will listen to it at some point. Okay, well, that'd be nice. Yeah. Um, we're going to put some more stuff on there, hopefully, as well, because we did also do um, a couple of our own original songs, I believe, on the Van Helsing episode. So hopefully they'll be coming up soon as well, if you want to listen to those. And I'm sure we'll be hosting other recordings you make of other performances of some of our songs at yeah. events. Yeah. I don't know. It depends. Yeah. I, I feel like there's times when we're going to start doing, like, other versions of our songs if yeah. we're sitting around board at yeah. some point so maybe those will go up who knows I mean I think the general idea is it, you know it's not just a podcast it's also a music brand dare I say so feels a bit dirty saying it like that yeah who knows who knows so, like, I think we're just kind of playing around seeing what happens at the moment aren't we really we are playing yeah so, it's fun thank you to everyone again who's thank listening. you for playing with us thank you for playing with us <laughs> Come we're leaving that in we're leaving that in <laughs> Come and play with us <laughs> Um, and thanks to all who've liked the Facebook page. I think we've got around 100 or something. Just over 100 this morning. Yeah, yeah, which is cool. Facebook is very inconspicuous compared to Instagram. I can't quite figure out how to communicate with people on there. So thank you for liking it. I thought you said you had it since you were 14. I have, but not the fan page. It, it, I, it, I can't see how many people like it or have to message people. I will figure it out. Yes, I've had it since I was 14, but I'm also like old now. So, you know, I can't figure it out. It's true. <laughs> She's got a Zimmer frame. I have. I, have, I just sound really youthful. It's got go faster stripes on it, but she's got a Zimmer frame. <laughs> me down down the street. Zoom. That's yeah. me. <laughs> anyway, talking of social media, on Instagram we had a film recommendation from the Cross Crossroads podcast. Oh, um, okay. And that recommendation was The Hills Have Eyes. And that's what we went for. Do they live near any hills? I don't know. They just we should have asked. We should have asked. Uh, put a pod, a you know, pod. you think of the perfect thing to say after the conversation. Yeah. Oh. 
I put a I put a post up saying film recommendations. They recommended that. Thought it was a good one because I know it's it's a bit of a classic, and neither of us have seen it. So yeah, that's true actually. Yeah, and it it was the original seventies seventy seven film yeah, that we saw. It was it was like Wes Craven's um, second yeah. ever like so, uh, feature. Yeah. So um, again, I'm sure you guys know it, but it's uh, a family are traveling through the hinterlands basically, and they they break down. And are terrorised by another family of, uh, well, of cannibals, basically, isn't it? That's, that's well, basically yes. The of yes. The film. Um, so without further ado, I guess we'll play my song first. I guess we shall. Okay. I'll do that now. Go for it. Two families alike in dignity In the fair hills where we lay our scene This song. <laughs> um, yeah, so I hope you enjoyed that weird uh, crying. I enjoyed cry. the strange excursion yeah, we had on that one. I don't know how that really happened, but I'm quite pleased with the result. So absolutely, yeah, yeah great. Um, Vince, would you like to play your song? Um, 
Yes. Okay. A bit less now I've heard yours, but I still, I still should. I'm excited to it's hear it. It's the pattern, it's the formula we've gone for. Yeah. We've dug a hole. Digging yeah. holes. Cutting corners and digging holes. We're not cutting corners, we're very astute. Anyway. Go on, go for um, it. Hilly eyes. Hilly eyes, go for it. I am caged. We're all slaves to what we know. We know that we are all on our own with our greed now the distance between us draws closer i can see so i'm gonna kill you before you do the same to me did we make this life this life made us these hills have eyes these hills have bad blood Stay and I won't dig your grave. Now the distance between us grows closer than you choose. There's one rule for my family, another for you. Did we make this life? This life made us. These hills I enjoyed the film. I'll preface that. Everything else I say, I enjoyed the film. Yeah. Um, and to be fair, I mean, between horror films, lots of characters have to be idiotic or else you don't get a horror film. That's so true. You know, if they read the script, they probably wouldn't have showed up that day. Yeah. That's so true, actually. If, if um, a lot of horror film characters did as normal people would do, they yeah. would be in the film. That's so, very true. But it, it, just, it just seemed a bit weird to me. A trained veteran cop... <laughs> Drives off of the road. Yeah. 
into nothing and yeah. breaks his axle because she heard the fighter plane. Yeah. <laughs> well, there was, I, I thought this was a really good film and yes. there was there's a few things that made me really like be really, really engrossed in it. The oh, yeah. thing was the soundtrack or lack of. Yes. It was It doesn't it it's not sparse. goofy ever, is it? It's no, it's just it was sparse, but when it happened, it happened. Yeah. Um, the other thing, and this kind of mirrored, was the the barren landscape and like the the set they used and where it was filmed, which was like a, like a character in the whole thing. Yeah. I, I've heard people say that sometimes yeah. about the things, like yeah. the the scenery of the yeah. landscape was yeah. such an integral part of sort of sort of it basically just the, film. the hopelessness of the situation. Yeah. So for me, and I felt like I said in my song, I felt like I was right there in it with them. You just thought, oh shit, this is just this is just carnage, and and there's going to be no happy ending here. No. Um, I mean, actually, when just after we finished watching it, you, you commented that wasn't paranormal at all. I don't know if we can even review it. Yeah, a, yeah, not all horror films are paranormal. It's no. just, it's just horrific. But, but it was just horror in a yeah. purest sense. As I said, like <laughs> this could really happen, and yes, it's not paranormal, but it is terrifying. Yeah, it is. It terrifying. is. I thought, yeah, the the script and the acting was it was just good. It was just really, really intense. Um, they did look like. Abba rejects, as I said in my yeah, they did. They what they did. Were wearing and how their hair was, but that's the seventies. That's how it was back then. So that did make me laugh. I but... think realistically, I know it was made on a really small budget, okay. so presumably they had to get the actors out into the middle of nowhere, yeah. and they couldn't really get a stylist on board. So they just said, "You know what? That's the hair you showed up with." That's the hair you're going to have. And it was okay. the 70s, as you say. Yeah. So that probably was the hair yeah. they just had. Yeah, they yeah. probably didn't really think about it. In the yeah. same way that if we were to shoot a film tomorrow in the woods or something, mm-hmm. we probably wouldn't change yeah. our hair either. So for me, so we'd was... look we'd look really dated in yeah, 40 years' time. Absolutely. So, you know. And I guess for me, that was a slight distraction, but that was not the fault of the film at all. It's just because we're, we're you know, 40-odd years on and things are different now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think I'd bother to watch the remake really because I thought that was that was. I'm not too concerned about it. Really, I just yeah. It might be that the remake had something really, really big to it. I know Wes Craven was involved in it still, so it's probably quite good. But yeah, but honestly, I don't know what I was trapped in there. I mean, if if enough people were to rally around us and tell us actually we should really give it a shot mm. then actually yeah. I'd be up for it yeah, um, so but I don't want to do it immediately if you've seen it and, and you would recommend it then cool um, but no I, I mean I, I don't really have a bad word to say about it I was really really engrossed in it um, it, it did quite, it did scare me it got inside my head and that's the thing I really look for in a horror film for it to actually get in my head and for me to actually be able to imagine myself in that situation yes don't you think it, it, it was it was nicely paced I like the tone of the whole thing it had a style about it, mm. and it wasn't just the kind of the the like the film stock. The Johnny, I think, it was shot on something cheap, probably like sixteen mil film or something, because yeah. it has that kind of grindhousey look. Mm-hmm. Although quite polished for grindhouse, because yeah. the cinematographers and the directors know what they're doing, so mm-hmm. it's it's slick, yeah, but made with cheaper equipment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it it does have a style about it and a whole tone that it mm. brings on. It's yeah, just desolate, I, I enjoy it. it. It's a yes. desolate feel. Desolate I is mean, a really even, nice way to just summarize even at the it. Start. I thought it was pretty desolate because the. Both the families have got their, you know, uh, I can't the word. Neither family are good, really. They're morally desolate. Yeah, morally desolate. There you go. There I did the intelligent. <laughs> it doesn't happen very often. It doesn't happen often. But Thank you for witnessing this. Obviously, the family of cannibals are monsters, but in a way, the other family are too. Uh, they, they, well, I think is they, they're just functioning on their own completely separate yeah. scales of morality. They are, yeah, and they're sort of following their own social cues, yeah. but which is worse, in a way. Mm, I mean, yeah. But, but I mean, the cannibals are worse because they're killing people. 
But well, they both kill people in the end. Yeah, it's, it's, it's they both they're, decimate it's the other. It's reduced to, isn't it? Basically, and you, the fact you. Oh, can we talk about the dogs? Yes. The fact yes. that the dogs they basically don't aren't behaving any better than the dogs are. are no, they, not at way. all. No. Um, it was a very triumphant moment. When the dogs the beast, were cleverer. Yeah, the dogs were cleverer. Yes. Well, Beast was. Beauty also yeah. got gubbed. Because beauty must suffer first. Obviously, and then... because the woman must suffer first before the, before the man. But beauty, yeah. beauty literally dies, and then the beast takes yeah. over, which, you know, yeah. it's the preeminent... Exactly. The, Ooh, preempting the, preempting the family. Clever. It's preempting That's the family's actions clever. there. That is very clever. Um, there's, there's so many layers to this, and you can keep digging and going, oh, that's really cool, oh, that's really clever. Um, well, they know what they're doing. These, these, you know, they spent. I don't think they spent ages writing this script. When I did a little bit of looking into it, no, it was written quite in a hurry relative to what you would normally write for well, a film. It's like but an, so what? Well, they say in Shrek, it's like an onion. There's layers. <laughs> this is not a cake. No. This makes you cry. <laughs> everybody, everybody loves cake, but not everyone likes onions. But I reckon it. That's you probably find true. It in yeah. everything. Welcome to the Onion Podcast. <laughs> Yeah. Um, what was it the say? preeminent paramusical show about onions. <laughs> um, I wanted a cheer when Beast actually like mauled the guy because you know you just wanted that's what you wanted to happen, and you there was you weren't sure if Beast was alive or dead, and obviously they play on the heartstrings using animals, don't they as well? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, so yeah, well, I mean, just... I mean, Beast just, I think has become a kind of a legendary animal mm. within horror films and yeah. cinema for. Frankly, I mean, he looks like he's being a very good boy for most of it because his tail's wagging when he's doing yeah. lots of the action. <laughs> he's having a lovely day out. I always enjoy that thing, you know, at these terrifying animals and then sort of, you know. Because <laughs> yeah. well, we, we, we even commented the first time that the, talk, the dogs are supposed to be whimpering and things. They look really happy and they yeah. just, just dubbed the audio because yes. of, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it was like the cat in um, constraints, thing. but they're going. The cat in Actually, the dogs are really cheerful, like they're yeah. about to be given a treat. It's just, it's horrible. It's like they've dubbed the dogs. What's going on? <laughs> the cat in Pet Cemetery is sort of clearly looking for its treat. You know, like, hmm? <laughs> true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I always enjoy that, and and uh, young children as well. Sort of, you know, when they're yes. you know, again, sort of, you can hear the crying baby, but the baby sort of looking around, going. Yeah. The baby just looks a bit bemused, but yeah, yeah there's a distressed, gurgly cry, and yeah. it, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Although, to be fair, it's in the desert. I mean, it probably wasn't that happy. I imagine yeah. the deserts. See, I, I've never been to Nevada. I'd love to go, yeah. but I get the impression it's pretty damn hot during the day and very, very cold at night. What, so. do you, what did you think of the ending? Because they, they left it pretty open, didn't I mean, obviously, it ended with the guy. I think it had the ending. The it should have had the. It had the ending it should have had. Yeah. Because there was still people alive on both sides basically yeah. the baby was almost like the prize to be won wasn't it well it was called MacGuffin essentially wasn't it yeah. it probably wasn't called MacGuffin but yeah it was <laughs> a MacGuffin the by the end called MacGuffin no <laughs> but it was a MacGuffin by the end yeah um, uh, right so that was pretty it just I mean I, I think there was a sequel um, but okay. I, I, I again I like the way it ended you it could have been either side basically yeah it's, I'm glad they didn't cave to pressure and put some kind of Hollywood ending on, which yeah. I assume there was pressure because yeah. there would have been almost no names. Yeah. In fact, it might be interesting to see this. the remake just to see if that's what they do at the end of the remake because I bet you they don't. Mm, possible. I bet you they don't. Who knows? You know what? Yeah. Maybe that's enough maybe, of a compelling maybe. reason. But yeah, there's this kind of tug-of-war battle all the way through the film and at the end you still didn't know who'd won. I mean, there, there were no winners. There were no winners. Well, no, not really. I mean... Either side are horribly traumatised and have lost members of their family, um, but they will continue to fight, won't they, until yeah. one side is vanquished, basically. Vanquished. Um, vanquished. It's a good word. It's all very noble. Yes, and the baby is the price. And I like the fact you still don't know at the end 
Um, so I would recommend this. We will watch it on Amazon. Um, and I thought it was really, really good. Really yeah, there's, there is some really in, um, engaging stuff in it. Yeah. I like the, the uh, if you were to buy the uh, the old optical media, mm. the, the the main cover art is usually Michael Berryman, I think his name is, mm. who was, we recognised him, we were commenting, he looked a bit you know, yeah. interesting. And like, yeah, he's become quite a, yeah. a cult figure as well in, yeah. in horror and other things. Oh, um, um, I would but, say, warning, it does not stint on the blood and gore. So uh, I I think that it could have easily gone a lot more, given the style of film yeah. it is. Yeah, I reckon they were probably, I reckon they had to cut some out. Okay. I reckon it cuts them out for census. I thought they really went for it, but fair play. I, I think it's, it's definitely gory, it's ugly, it's brutal, but actually, mm-hmm. like, visceral on-screen red slop, it doesn't really do that much of. No. Compared to lots of other things in that kind of okay. wheelhouse. I thought, I thought they really went for it, but no, fair. Okay. But... I mean, there's definitely, you know, like, you know, when Beast is mauling people, and mm. there's, 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 there's stringy yeah. spaghetti and I mean, red slop everywhere. That's fun, but it's not, it's not, like, grotesque everywhere. It's not just the blood, it's when, like, when they're burning... Yes. Body and like, yes. There's some pretty harrowing bits in it. There are. So it's it's. Um, I mean, the dad gets crucified. Yeah, that's, that's pretty, pretty grim. Graphic. So just yes, just a warning about that. But that's why it's. I couldn't take my eyes away. I mean, that, as I said, that's what I really look for in a horror film for it to completely engross me and for me to then for it then to be in my head for the next yeah sort of next day or so. So yeah, I would thoroughly recommend it. And if you've already seen it, watch it again. Oh <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, probably not the, perhaps not the most deep recommendation ever, but yeah, yeah, no. I, I did enjoy it. I was yeah, I was impressed. I thought it was really good. Um, anything else to add about that? Oh, I'll probably think of something. Okay, well, I'll just interject with your story because I know that I know that your story is related yes. to this, but I don't know this story. I no. I came across the name when mm. my research. Like, oh, yeah. um, so I'm quite interested to learn this. Maybe I'll interject, but I probably won't because that'll be bad form. So, as with The Exorcist, this was actually based on a true story. Okay. Good. Or, should I Good. say, a legend. Oh, a legend. It's I a, do like a legend. <laughs> it's a legend. Uh, it's a big table that was... Uh, no. um, Is there Will Smith there. in it? Oh, oh, right. Um, sadly not. I mean, yeah, he wasn't around at the Actually, time. we should watch Last Man on Earth, which is basically the same film, but Vincent Price in the 50s. Ooh. It's one of the really early, not a zombie films, but a zombie okay. film. I'm always yeah. up for Vincent Price. So anyway, it's I'm very good. This podcast with you is because you're called Vincent. I know, I know. You said that so a few times. Reason. This is the first time you said it on air, yeah. though. So that's that's well, you know, I mean, well done for the strength. Everyone was thinking it, so I might. It's well true. Say it. It's true. <laughs> um, so, would you like to know about the legend behind? I really the would. I really would. And I can't believe I've not sort of read about this before because it's awesome. Um, so here we go. <coughs> okay, please die quietly. I'll try. <laughs> Do you think that's what happens in these stories that you're about to tell? Did I they die quietly? I don't think it would have been quiet. I mean, this is, I'm guessing this isn't a spoiler to say, they didn't die quietly, guys. No, I don't think. It was mucky. So, Wes Craven, the well-known horror film director, released the movie The Hills Have Eyes in 1977. It was received reasonably well at the box office and the general public and then has somewhat become a cult classic. The inspiration behind the movie, however, comes from hundreds of years ago, and in fact, thousands of miles away, all the way back to 16th century Scotland. Well done trying the accent. <laughs> I'm curious Scotland. to see whether you're going to keep this up or if you're brave oh, enough to do so. I'm really sorry if there's any Scottish people listening. I think it's a beautiful accent, and if I do try and do it and it's shit, I am so, so sorry. It's no disrespect at all. I'm just trying to make it authentic. Well, if you do do it, we'll all just be quietly disappointed with yeah. you. 
and we'll just move on with um, our lives. But apologies in advance. So this is the legend behind The Hills Have Eyes. Are Ooh, ready? Okay. So it is during the reign of King James I, who was also James VI of Scotland. Travellers making their way through Eyeshire in Scotland started going missing, but the authorities could not quite figure out why. So here we meet Sean Bean and his family. Sean Bean? Sean Bean. <laughs> Shawnee Bean. Shawnee Bean. Shawnee Bean? I, I, this is your story. Well, it's not your, it's it's your telling of the story. S-A-W-N-E-Y, so I'm guessing Shawnee? that's Shawnee Bean. Maybe just, I mean, you probably should distance from them from Sean Bean. Yeah, Sean the Bean. actor. But then we call him Mr. Bean, which is even worse. Mm, you're right. <laughs> we'll call him Shawnee or Bean. We'll call, well, we'll call, I'm going to have to call him Bean because that's the only thing I can really do. Um, as the story goes, Bean was born in East Lothian and raised by a father who was a ditch digger and a hedge trimmer. At first, it seemed that young Bean tried to follow in his father's footsteps and make an honest living. However, just like Jupiter in the movie it was clear that he was bound for a much darker destiny. At a young age, he eloped with Black Agnes Douglas, as she was known. She was a woman who shared his bloody nature. It's nice to have something in common. Absolutely. It? <laughs> it's good they have something to bond over. Yeah. It's sweet. Yeah. What a love story. I wasn't expecting that. It's not entirely clear how many children they had, and then grandchildren. A rough guess is that the incestuous family managed to reach about... 48 members over a 25-year span. Jeez. I know. I feel sorry for the women. They lived in an idyllic setting in a cave by the sea, and they never had any contact with the outside world, that is, apart from robbing and murdering unsuspecting, weary travellers. However, Bean and his family were not your average run-of-the-mill killers. Oh, no. It doesn't sound like run-of-the-mill or average anything. <laughs> the bodies of people they killed by were by no means wasted. They were cooked and eaten. It's good that they were um, environmentally aware. They're very aware. green, aren't they? Yeah. Very green. The family would wait until nightfall, then creep out of the cave. They'd jump the unfortunate travellers, then drag them back to their grotesque home. Then, without so much as offering them a cuppa, they would dismember them. Annoyingly, human flesh doesn't stay fresh for very long, and they didn't have a fridge, so they pickled and salted the body parts to preserve for later. I mean, quite You would nice. have to. So yeah. I've, got, I've got an extract here, and this is from a guy called Alexander Smith, and he wrote a book called A Complete History of Lives and Robberies of the Most Notorious Highwaymen. And that was published in, 19, in sorry, 1719. Neither did they ever frequent any market or any sort of provision, but as soon as they robbed and murdered any man, woman, or child, they left no carcass behind them, but carried it to their den, where cutting it into quarters would pickle them and live upon human flesh. Ooh. So, pretty grim stuff. Absolutely. So once the family had had their feast, the remains of their dinner would be chucked out onto the picturesque shore. Sometimes the bones were discovered by villagers. Luckily for the Bean family, the disappearances and strewn body parts were blamed on the local innkeeper, which doesn't seem very fair. You've described it twice as picturesque. I'm thinking if there's a beach yeah. covered in bones, you know, in human chunks... Doesn't sound very picturesque. No, but it was picturesque before they put the bones and chunks on there. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So okay. this poor innkeeper was uh, arrested and I think mur- killed for these murders. Um, it, and also it was blamed on wild animals, which you can kind of see. Yeah. Um, so this family of cannibals was thought to be responsible for the deaths of over a thousand men, women and children. They wow. Didn't, they didn't spare women and children. It was just whoever wandered around, well, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
So going back to uh, Mr. Smith's book, he writes... His wife, eight sons, six daughters, 18 grandsons, 14 granddaughters, begotten in incest. As you can imagine, that's a lot of hungry mouths and grumbly bellies to feed. Hence over a thousand or so. Yeah. Um, yeah. Exactly. Victims. Exactly. However, they eventually slipped up. The family had kidnapped a couple and the woman was already dead and was being prepped as a starter. Warning, this is pretty harrowing uh, for anyone with a, you know, who might not want to hear this. Are you eating dinner right now? Are you now? eating dinner right now? If you are eating dinner, you might want to stop. This is pretty grim. It was recorded that this lady was cut at her throat by one of the female cannibals. Her belly was then ripped up and her entrails pulled out. This was all done in front of her husband's eyes. He, however, managed to escape. Not surprising, as it sounded like the cannibals were quite distracted at the time. He rushed to the nearest village, alerted the authorities. Can you imagine that, though? I mean, how traumatised would you be having seen that happen in front of you? Yeah. And then you need to get away quick and, mm. yeah. And that you think they'd be chasing me. I mean, he must have been in an absolute state. So um, he goes and he finds he finds civilization basically, and he he, he tells the authorities. Um, and soon an expedition was mounted to capture the family. This was a four hundred strong group of men, headed up by none other than King James himself. Um, so I always like this this idea that the king actually went out with the troops. Can you imagine Boris Johnson doing that now? I'm guessing more like he, he went, he went out to be seen and be over, yeah. to oversee activity rather than go rooting through bushes himself. You never know, but I just like I just like the idea of like the main figurehead going out and you know putting himself in danger too. And if there was a serial killer out now, you wouldn't see Boris Johnson sort of bumbling around with the police trying to help them, would you? Really, I don't think. I don't think they'd have him along. No, <laughs> just stay in the back and have a you know give him a lollipop or something. You know. Well, there is the photo I saw recently. He's standing with a load of police officers, but he's got his hands behind his back, and it looks like they're just taking him. <laughs> Very unfortunate, but I'm really going off piste here, sorry. Yeah, that's no, right. Um, anyway, good for King James, that's what I say. Uh, they searched high and low for the cave, and they used bloodhounds to pick up the murderous scent. When the king and his party discovered the family's lair, they actually thought they'd found the wrong place. They couldn't quite believe this was somewhere that humans actually inhabited, but it was the right place, and it was the stuff of nightmares. Um, quoting again from Mr Smith's book, To their great surprise, the legs, arms, thighs, hands and feet of men, women and children hung up like dried beef, and some limbs lying in pickle, a great mass of money, both gold and silver, watches, swords, pistols and a great quantity of clothes, both linen and woolen, an infinite amount of other things which they had taken from all that they had murdered. So they hoarded Mm. all their stuff. Well, I mean, sensible. And it's saying they didn't even go to markets or anything like that. So. I'm wondering how they got vinegar. <laughs> True. Well, maybe like they, must have, they must have gone out at some point. Mm. I mean, but they've got a lot, enough cash and jewellery to get whatever they like, haven't they? Absolutely. I mean, it's horrific. It's very clever. <laughs> um, and then I just wrote, that would sure be enough to put you off your porridge. Because it would. It would? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Under the king's orders, the family was seized and any remaining pieces of human flesh were buried in the sands as a final attempt at dignity of what must have felt like the doors of hell. Absolutely. So, you know, it's nice that they tried at least to... That was the thing that's kind of, Yeah. Um, murder in the 17th and 18th century was viewed as, and still is, one of the most heinous crimes known to man. Adding cannibalism to the mix just seemed like robbing soldier in the wound. Bean and his family had taken the crime one step further 
and had feasted upon human flesh, which is completely forbidden in the Bible. Otherwise, presumably, everyone would be doing it. That's what I got from that. <laughs> Maybe they would. I don't know. <laughs> it just sort of said, you know, I was like, so if the Bible says it's okay, I don't know. Oh. I think we're getting out of horror at that point. Here we are. It's a different kind of podcast. <laughs> Such an outrageous crime deserves an outrageous punishment. So how best to make these deprived monsters suffer? Do you want to have a guess at what they did to them? I mean, I'd like to think that if he's following the uh, um, eye for an eye sort of thing, they would kill several of them and then feed them to their relatives. But they probably, deciding to be mm. upstanding Christian citizens, they probably didn't okay. do that. Not a bad guess. Um, but that would feel like that's, if you're going to be brutal about it, that's yeah. probably what you'd do. But I suspect, yeah, they would have decided that they're there, the moral upstanding ones, so they probably didn't. Um they didn't do that. Hang and drawing and quartering, I know, is still a okay. thing at that point. Yeah, yeah, so, you know. Because that's pretty, that's pretty mm-hmm. grim. That's yeah. Yeah, hanging yeah. hang until almost dead. Then they pull your attention out while you're alive and you get to watch them coming out of you. Mm-hmm. You know, that doesn't yeah. sound fun either. Yeah. You're not too far off, actually. Yeah. With the hang, drawing and quartering. So, okay. uh, this is a quote from Lincoln B. Fuller, who was some egghead at the time. I'm quite sure. Couldn't quite, I did try and find out who he was, but he just seems to be. A, a clever person. A journalist or something. Yeah. I mean, he could write, so yeah. presumably, so that's a pretty good start. So, this is what they did to them. Mm-hmm. The men, without process or any manner of trial, had their privy members cut off and flung into the fire before wow. their faces. <laughs> then their hands... A fire and... of burning willies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. There you go. That's the theme for next Halloween. Well, that's the title for this, <laughs> for this episode, isn't it? A, a fire, fire of, of burning, burning willies. willies. <laughs> You shouldn't laugh, oh my god. It's making me feel funny and I don't even have one. Um, so, uh, fire of burning willies. Then their hands and legs were cut off by which amputation. They bled some hours to death. Ooh. All this torture being justly inflicted upon them. Right. Yeah, fair. In the case of the wife, daughters and grandchildren, they were then all burnt in three several fires all dying like the men too, without repentance, but cursing and venting dire implications to their last breath. So they literally just burned the women and children. They burned them, yes, yeah. and, and they swore a lot, which I think is a completely acceptable yeah. um, thing to do under those circumstances. Yeah, exactly. So a local historian has put down his reasons for this on paper. So, mm. um, he writes, The Bean family's 25-year spree of robbery and cannibalism accounted for over a 1,000 victims, according to the tale. And it caused a general outcry in the country roundabout, and the whole country must have been almost depopulated. So they would have. I was thinking when you first said a thousand people, population of Scotland would not have been that high at that point. Exactly. One might presume then that some mention of this would be found in family papers, correspondence, and memoirs of the period, but nothing has ever been sufficed, or nothing has ever been shown. Um, the account of Bean appears in Pitt Curran's Criminals Trials, Trials of Scotland, um, but there's no record of the trials of the travellers and the innkeepers who were, according to the story, wrongfully hanged for Bean's murders. So there is a little mention, but not mm. much. You'd think that, that there would be a lot more if it was true. Yes, there would be a lot of paper trail there, mm. however tidy they were. Yeah, but this guy does go on to say that there is no smoke without fire. And they may have been a cannibalistic family living in the cave around the time. We just will never know. So, basically, make your mind up, mate. Because it, it sounds like he'd like them there to be. 
but there probably isn't. Well, I mean, you know, you've described this as a legend to begin with. The legends do tend to have their their genesis in some kind of truth. Yeah. You might be quite distended from what you end up hearing. Yeah. So, I mean, numbers would be the first thing to exaggerate, I would imagine. Yeah. Thousands or have 48. Have could, could, have been, could have been like a husband, a wife and a child or yeah. something yeah. over the course of a few months or something. Who knows? Yeah. But. No, that's, that's fair. Um, but looking on the bright side, this is not. This did not stop writers using the folk legend for inspiration, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah. Bean and his family represent the extremes of forbidden human behaviour. Yes. Um, people can be thieves and murderers, but it doesn't mean you should be, obviously. Bean is subnormal, murderous, cannibalistic, incestuous, and a thief. Basically, he's a jack of all trades. He is. He's kind of what, if you were to try and sort of make a modern version, you'd, you'd, you'd be like a tabloid paper saying, they do this, they do this, yeah. this, and this, yeah. this. You just take anything that yeah. currently everyone dislikes yeah. and make them that. Exactly. Um, no, one, no one would want to imagine themselves as him. Um, no. But trying to understand a mind like that and how it works is pretty fascinating, basically. Yeah, yeah. It's morbid fascination. Um, this story was adapted for the 19th century Penny Dreadfuls, which of course we'll have a look at at some point. It would be good. As it's the same as Sweeney Todd and stuff, isn't it? So yes. That'd be really cool. Uh, and again... And Spring Hill Jack and things. Yeah, yeah. All which we are interested in. Yes. Uh, and again for the classic film, The Hills Have Eyes as we know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure they pop up in American Horror Story too. Do you remember Series 5? Not Series 5. Uh, Renault. Oak. Ren mm, uh, yeah. Nightmare. Ren-Oak. The Family of Cannibals. The Pogues, I think they're called. Yes. I'm pretty sure I think it's the same that kind is of... based on this. Um, brilliant, brilliant series, by the way, guys. I think we've mentioned it before. So, yeah. We, I'm a massive American Horror Story fan and I think that's the best series. Um, and they are bloody terrifying in that. Um, the freakiest thing about this story is that it could actually happen. As we said, it plays on people's deepest, darkest fears. We don't want to believe that people are capable of doing this. So we are told, don't worry, it's just a story. But we all know deep, we all know deep down that it just might not be. So there you have it. That is the legend of Behind the Hills Have Eyes. So hills and mountains and the beaches have eyes. Caves have eyes. Mm-hmm. Basically, don't go outside. Basically, yeah. That's what I take from that. Yeah, don't go outside ever. <laughs> I don't oh, know. No. In a way, it makes me feel safer because I don't live in an environment like that. So, you know, that's positive, I suppose. Oh, there'll definitely be stories of people doing this in a more uh, urban setting. Oh, yeah, definitely. That would be interesting as well. In fact, that would have happened, I imagine, because folk stories like this tend to travel. When people started industrializing and moving to cities, they just changed their yeah. stories. yeah. I love stuff anyway. like this. I love folklore. I think it's, yeah. it's just fascinating. Um, there's a whole culture around it. I think it's really great. So, yes. so if, if you like folklore, um, let us know and maybe give us an idea of any folklore stories you might know. It'd be great. Um, so I think I think that that's pretty much it. Um, thank you so much for listening. As usual, we'll say if you have any horror movie recommendations that you'd like us to uh, yes, please. give a musical review of and do the ghost gig treatment on. Absolutely. If, if that's what you want us to do. <laughs> if you want us to potentially ruin something you love and cherish. <laughs> if you want us to ruin something you love and cherish, drop us an email. And the email address is ghostgiguk at gmail.com. That is ghostgiguk at gmail.com. Of course, you can also send us a message on Instagram and says it's this. I got through the whole story. You did really, really know, well without splurbling there. We usually have to um, stop and start with the story a lot because um, I, I trip up with words. Um, uh, drop us a message on Facebook. That's yes. what I mean. Um, 
And uh, just to let you all know, I'm very proud of myself because when I did the story, I wrote it all down in my own words and then I've changed it into a font that is easy for dyslexic people to read and it's worked. Nice. So that is brilliant. So we're going to do that from now on. Do you want to read out the font name in case other people need this? Because um, uh, some people might actually need this. You know, we can be educational and useful and enrich people's this, lives. Yeah, this was um, recommended to me online. So it's um, Vanschrift Semi-Light, it's called. Why would you give a font with, this, with, with something important like this? A bizarre name that can't be pronounced. I don't know, but I also put it's it like in the really, spelling of dyslexia, yeah. you know? I'm making myself sound really stupid here, but I also put it in a, like a font 18 so I can really read it, basically. You do um, have quite a, yeah. a modern Swiss laptop, though, so it's yeah. got a small screen. Um, but yeah, so uh, again, totally off piece, but if you're dyslexic, that really helps, basically. So nice. Alice's wisdom for the day. Alice's wisdom! <laughs> but seriously, give us a, give, drop us an email. As I said, horror film review, spooky story... We still want more spooky stories. Uh, I really want to be able to do it yeah. justice, so please send us some stories in if you've got one. Um, or just say hi. We, you know, we're, we're building up a little cute little community, so please come and join us because um, it's really cool and exciting. It is. It is. We like hearing these things. Absolutely. Um, so I guess we'll say thank you very much for listening. Anything else you want to add? Oh, thanks for putting me on the spot. <laughs> now, I, now I look silly. Well, they can't see you, so it's fine. Take, just take it from me. I look silly. Okay. Vince looks silly. Yeah. Um, so once again, I hope you've had a fantastic Halloween and uh, we will speak to you again very soon. We shall. Goodbye. Goodbye.